Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Do Hard Things Weekly Wake Up. I'm Jay Teagues, and I have a studio with me, Angie Petran. How are you doing, Angie? Good morning. I'm awake. I'm here. It's Monday, and I'm ready to get the week rolling. This is uh, this is an awesome week. It's Thanksgiving week. It is. There's a lot to be thankful for. Yes, absolutely. I, I love this week. Uh, it's just a time of uh, just slowing down and eating lots of food and just connecting with uh, friends and family. So really thinking yeah. about uh, gratitude this week. Uh, also, I like your shirt. We did not plan this, but we have the same shirt. This is the uh, the Do Hard Things 9-11 run shirt that uh, yeah. so we participated in that. You got this awesome shirt. And, okay. uh, so I thought that was funny, all the shirts that we have. <laughs> but uh, today I want to talk about uh, overcoming fear and everyday courage. Now, oftentimes we've had shows where we or uh, conversations here on the podcast. We talk about like taking big, bold action, like jumping from a plane or doing like mm-hmm. really epic things. And that's one form of, of courage, but sometimes we just need to have courage in our every everyday life. Yeah. Like maybe like if you ever found yourself like procrastinating toward a deadline, something that you know you need to get done, but um, you wait till the last minute. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's usually because we fear taking on the pain of whatever that thing is. Like, you know, oftentimes you just gotta get started. Maybe mm-hmm. have you ever, have you ever found yourself having a hard time telling someone, no, no, thank you. Uh, only to find yourself like obligated to do something, and it, it's actually time to do the thing. You're like, man, why did I say yes to this? Yes. Like, oh, if I only yeah. had the courage to say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also it think happens. about. Also think about like you ever wanted. This is we're both married now, but like back when we were dating, have you ever found yourself like wanting to ask someone out or get into the dating pool and be like, oh, I don't know if they're going to reject me, mm-hmm. so I don't ask the person out. Uh, all of those things, all of those things are like the everyday courage. Like if I just had a little bit more courage, it could really, the outcome could be a little bit different for you. Um, so uh, one uh, another situation is like if I'm at work or maybe I'm on a, uh, on a on a team project, like you may not want to step up or say something. Maybe I always found myself like in, in school, like not wanting to raise my hand because what if I, what if I ask the stupid question, right? So I don't ask anything. Yeah. That type of stuff is what I want to talk about today. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I could talk a lot about everyday uh, courage. I feel like a lot of times people don't um, go to the gym because mm. they for lack of, uh, for, because they feel like they're going to be judged, right? And they don't have the yeah. courage to take that step to go in there um, and to be like, F what you think. Who cares what you think? I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm here for me. Um, our friend Nadine. She comes to mind, man. She's got so much courage. You know, she was uh, very vulnerable and she shared that uh, and she shared on Facebook. She shared with the world. So that's why I'm, I'm sharing here. But, you know, she talked about running and and her, how she felt people would look at her because she doesn't look like that uh, 
media centric, what they brainwashed us to think that runners should look like. Right. Um, but she, she got out there and she did it. And, uh, I think about me, same thing, you know, uh, running on the installation, uh, obese, you know, and, and I'm out here running amongst soldiers and, and people that, um, are fit and healthy. And it was very hard to just get out of my head and, and take those steps to, to just do it, to just do it. You know? Yeah. We get in our heads sometimes because we're, we're so scared of what other people might think. That's, that's really one of the things that we, that we really struggle with. It's the judgment of other people. What are they yeah. going to think of me? What are they going to say of me? And yeah, it's crippling to people. Uh, especially when it comes, I, I know so many people are like, man, I want to get back into the gym. Uh, but they're, they might watch me. So I don't go at all. What if I look silly, you know, so I just rather avoid it, uh, altogether. And what is that costing you when, when you do that? And, yeah. um, so it's, that's tough for people. It's a, it's a legitimate, uh, uh, concern, but hopefully today uh, we can give you some tools and strategies to help you overcome that. Yes. Um, describe a time, Angie, where you had to, I don't know. You had to you had to really step up towards something and and face something with some courage. Take some bold action. Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm putting you right here. on the spot. <laughs> step up. Um, yeah, with myself. I mean, literally with myself. I had to step up and step out and 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 step outside. And people ask me all the time, "How did you start running?" Well, I started by walking. Right. And I started by and it was hard. Don't get me. I mean, you know, I can I talk about it and I laugh a lot. But, dude, it was so hard to get out there. And, you know, I mean, you and I didn't know each other at that time, but I was pushing 300 pounds, yeah. you know, and 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 you, you just have to get out of your head. You have to put the clothes on. You have to put the shoes on. You have to step out of the house and then you just have to go. And I'm telling you, I know, you know, I felt myself. I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, I felt like I was literally dying. I would be, I felt like I was running. I was probably walking super fast. I would get passed by other people who were definitely running. Um, but I, I kept going, you know, I kept, you know, I, I did, I just didn't even, I just had to keep thinking. And, and that's, that's why this brand do hard things speaks to me so, so much is because in my brain, in my mind, I just kept telling myself, you're, you're doing hard effing things. You're just keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody says, just keep going. And you're going to think yourself a year from now. Um, so I, that's what I did. I stepped up, took bold action for myself, for myself. And that, that when you step up and take bold action for yourself, it affects everyone around you. It really does. Yeah. It, yeah, uh, in, in so many ways, like because you show up as a better version of yourself, so it affects yeah. them. It gives them courage and confidence. But when you when you face your fear, it gives you a sense of confidence. And that that stepping up, I I'm going to go on a limb and say that probably gave you a sense of confidence in other areas of your life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, Michelle. She she asked me. She okay. So she was training to do her. I think she did a marathon. And she was telling me about it. She was like, yeah, I run the troop trail out here on the installation. And I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. You know, I can, in my mind, I'm like, I could never do that. You know, and she invited us to uh, do the Frog Hill 5K with her. It's my first 5K, you know, and I'm like, 
And I was telling Rudy, I was like, you know, for those of you that don't know, Rudy's my husband. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could do this. I don't even know why I said, yes, that's three miles. Like the furthest I'd ever gone was two miles. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this. Like, I'm going to die. It's hot. It is hot out there. I'm just going to die. That's all it is. I'm going to die. But we showed up and um, I'm like, Michelle, you know, I'm going to probably walk most of it. She's like, no girl, that's fine. That's fine. And she stayed with me the whole time. She encouraged me. Rudy was there. He encouraged me. I finished in under an hour, but that was my first fight. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And the feeling of accomplishment, like, oh my God, I just did more than two miles. I did three miles. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I remember this wasn't all that long ago, maybe, oh, 10 years ago. Well, I guess it was a long time. I guess I'm dating myself. 10 years ago. Uh, I remember my first um, paddle race and it was up here in um, they used to have a race up here in the Gasconade. I wanted to do the MR340. The MR340 mm-hmm. is a race from Kansas City to St. Louis via the Missouri River, it's 340 miles. And but I needed to get a, a, a kayak. And I remember the very they had the Gasconade, it was like a 25 mile race up here. So I went and bought a kayak. Didn't really know anyone that really was really doing the sport, but I, I found one. I asked some questions on the forum, on the Facebook, you know, what kind of boat. So I got me a boat and I remember showing up for the very first time uh, with my boat and it was a, it was a sea kayak, um, but I needed help getting it out. Cause it's like 18 feet long. And like I show up and there's like all these people, they're putting all their gear on, looking all fancy. They got like these really sleek, shiny boats. And here I am with my big, plastic, you know, looking, uh, kayak. <laughs> and, um, I just felt like a fish out of water. I just felt like everyone yeah. was like knew each other because it's a very intimate community. I remember like for the first time, like, man, I'm feeling really intimidated here. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm doing, what I'm getting myself into. I've mm-hmm. never, you know, I've, I've paddled before, but with, you know, Bud Light and uh, a bunch of crazy friends, like not, not like a race though, you know, completely yeah. different type of boat and everything. But I also remember that, you know, um, I was, I was scared but after just talking to people, they were just happy to see me there because they don't see newer faces out there because it's such a niche sport. And yeah. um, I remember that I, I was just mortified. Like I almost thought about like turning around and just going home, you know, because I'm like, man, what am I mm-hmm. getting myself into? I'm a fish out of water here. Uh, but yeah. it turned out to be such a welcoming community. And I found that with like gyms that I've been to, running groups, I've done various different types of cycling. There's always that intrepidation of like, oh, you don't want to be the new person on the block or the new kid in class, right? Where do I sit at the cafeteria, mm-hmm. you know, type of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but then, but normally, usually what happens is someone will wrap their arms around you and bring you in. And then with that level of confidence from doing it and then coming back again and again, you develop a little bit more confidence and you become desensitized to the fear that you face. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of it, we, uh, it's just, we build up this sense of people are going to judge us. People are going to look at us crazy. People are not going to accept us because we don't know what we're doing. But a lot of that is just self self imposed, uh, anxiousness, just, us telling thing, telling ourselves these these things when, man, really, yeah, there, there's crappy people everywhere, right? But the when you look at it overall, uh, I would say ninety five percent of most communities that you're going to get into 
are so awesome and they, they welcome you and they want you there. And, you know, uh, I see it in runners groups. A lot of times people are like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm especially new runners. Um, Oh yeah, I'm out there running and I hate it when somebody goes by and says, good job, because it makes me feel like they're just being sarcastic. Uh, no, we really mean it. Like I yeah. say that stuff all the time. I'm like, yay, I'm so glad you're here. And I, I mean, I'm really so glad you're here. Like so glad you're here. And if people would just kind of get out of their head a little bit and accept that people are really glad you're here, <laughs> there may there might be some assholes. There's always gonna be a few assholes, right? Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. Just, I mean like, yeah. Just be just be boldly you, and and yeah, the things that we fear, the things that uh, are mostly BS. Like you said, it's in our own head. Yeah, it's our it's our own ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I'm bothered when someone says that they're that that uh, they're thankful that I'm here. That's I mean, what what's let, let, what's going on there? Like, what's really going on? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, but like you said, a lot of a lot of the fear that we face nowadays in our incredibly comfortable society is is usually BS. It's fear that uh, it's fear of judgment from other people. We fear that we might fail and we might lose a little bit of our reputation. Uh, we might look foolish. You know, we'll suffer when when we when we uh, feel that way. Um, I don't know. We we might fear the hardship of trying something new because you know if you get back into the gym or get back into a workout routine, the soreness that comes along with that. It's like oh, it's going to be hard. It always is hard for the first bit. You know, you just made me think of something. So I was I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and he was talking about fear of failure, and and the and that what that's what keeps a lot of people from trying new things. Right? They're scared to fail, but it instead of thinking about it as failing, right? And and thinking about, oh my God, I, you know, I I tried this, it didn't work. How do I look to my friends and family? How do I look to myself? He said, reframe that as, hey, I tried. I tried something new. It didn't go as planned. Now I'm going to regroup and try again. And when you're, you know, when you're talking to yourself about failure, reframe that instead of calling it failure, it's just a learning step, right? Yeah. It's just, a, we we don't wake up knowing everything, how to do everything perfectly. We have to try and fail. Try You're going to fail a million times before you get it right, right? So instead of it being this horrible negative thing, it's not failure. It's just, it's just a learning step, right? It's just the, it's something that you got to get, okay, it didn't work this way. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to, I'm going to try it this way now. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, that kind of made me go, you know what? You're right. Because there's many times I've done that to myself, like, oh my gosh, I did this and it didn't go right. And now I don't, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to do it again. And what if it happened? What if I fail again? So what? Like that's, that's what life is. It's about trying new things, not getting it right, but learning from it. So the next time, Hey, now you've got more tools in your toolbox to try it a different way. Absolutely. I think about, uh, you know, love them or hate them. Uh, Elon Musk. And I think about like, he's got this lofty goal of putting people on Mars, right? It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible feat. Uh, and they, they measure success through the failure of, of the rockets that they're projecting. Uh, he was recently asked about, you know, how does it feel? You're raising all this money to, you know, get these rockets into space and what do you feel like when they, when they explode? Well, actually they, you know, we're excited about the failure. Because that means that we've learned something new uh, that we can apply to the next rocket. And the more that we fail, the more the, the more that we've learned uh, about our capabilities and our resources and technologies uh, to get it yeah. right. And so yeah. 
and also think about Edison, right? Uh, it, it took him like the story is that it, it took like 10,000 light bulbs before he finally got one to actually work, right? It was through the repetitive process of being told no, being rejected, being rejected over and over and over again. And anyone that has done something significant in their life has faced some form of failure. So I think we can be kind of harsh on ourselves. Uh, but through that failure, you learn. Uh, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about processes. And then what happens if you do win? Yeah. Yay. We're there. Yeah, and then absolutely. we just keep perfecting it. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I remember the the first time that, that, that you know, la- launching this podcast, the first couple episodes, like, oh, man, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Maybe I just do sound like an idiot. But I, I, I just have become like, I just don't care what people think. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And because it brings me joy. I generally love these conversations. It's incredibly selfish. It's just a bonus that people actually listen. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, but I had to get out of my own way and in my own head. Yeah. You were nervous sure. the first time you're, you, you, when I asked you to come yeah. on here, you were nervous, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I still am every single time. But, you know, I just do it, whatever. <laughs> but you just do it anyway. And why, why is yeah. that? Let's, let's dissect that for a second. Why? So you're, you're still nervous. I get nervous yeah. every time I'm like, Hey, we're going to hit play. But yeah. I think, um, I think when we talk about high performance, it's like, it's not paralyzing us. It's it, the fear is still there, but we're not allowing it to paralyze us. And right. so what for you, what is it that, that enables you to overcome your fear? Just knowing the more I do something, the better I'm going to get at it. I mean, you know, uh, what is this? The third time of fourth time I've been on the show. Fourth. Yeah. 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 I could sound like a complete babbling buffoon. Who knows? I mean, I, who knows? You sound I don't great, think by I the do. Way. Yeah, you sound, <laughs> you sound amazing. I don't, I don't think like I do, but, yeah. but the more I, the more I do things, I know the more I do it, the better I get, the more comfortable I get, the more confident I get. Um, and, and the more at ease I feel. <clears throat> and so it's, it's with everything in life that I do. The more I do it, repetition, doing it over and over, um, builds confidence. I learn, you know, um, hey, let me double check and make sure that drawer is not sticking out because I don't like things looking cluttered in the background in the event someone tunes in and watches this, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's just little things you learn, you learn. It's just like with, with uh, photography, you know, um, I look back and I know that when I look back 10 years ago, Eh, my work was kind of crap. Like I can see that and I can see how I progressed. And I remember being so anxious, you know, going to new situations and I still am. I get very like, okay, I have to take a deep breath. I have to calm myself down and then I have to work through the process. And then I have to try the things. Okay. Let me try this setting. Let me try that setting. Let me see how this looks. Um, and it's either going to come out really great or it's not, but at least I take notes. I learn from what I do. And the next time I go into that situation, I have the tools that I need to get better. It is what it is. Like, that's just the process. And I'm pretty sure that's that's the process for not just me. I'm pretty sure it's the process for everybody. It's it's a process for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, we all have to face that. We have to face and go through that. So that's that's how we get more. There's that competence, confidence loop. Like, the more confident you gain in something, uh, the more, I'm sorry, the more competent you, you, you learn something the more confidence that you'll gain. It doesn't mean that the fear is not there, but it does desensitize you and keeps you from being paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where we want to get to. So that's what I tell people. Like if there's something that scares you, 
what's what's going on there and how can we you know let's so let me just run through this so here's a here's a quick little process that that you can do the first thing you want to do is identify you know what are your fears and there's there's really you know four types of fear it's the fear of pain if i jump out of the plane i might hit the ground you know so there's pain so think of something that you want to do but there's 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 pain associated if i if i go to the gym it's going to hurt because i have not been in a while oh i want to avoid that that sucks right um i don't want to i don't want to bungee jump because what if the string breaks and i hit the ground you know wh- whatever it is there's, there's physical mm-hmm. pain uh then there's the pain of of losing something if i if i go to the gym i may lose out on my time my personal time to watch netflix or my family time or you know the Maybe I will look silly, so I will lose some of my reputation, right? So uh, there's the fear of losing something. Mm-hmm. Then the fear there's the fear of process. If I take on this hardship and do this thing, there's a learning curve. Like a lot of people, like they like to lift at the machines because it's easy versus like going to like a CrossFit gym or, or going to like an Olympic weightlifting gym because there's, there's techniques that you'd have to learn, you know, so we avoid the process of, of learning. And then ultimately, there's the outcome. If I put in all the work that, hey, maybe my life's not going to improve. Uh, so we just avoid it altogether because we, we're comfortable now. We're, we're familiar with what's happening now versus the uncertainty of the future. So those are the four types of fear. Mm-hmm. And then if you can specifically identify, like, what is it that we fear? And, and I would tell people, get a pen and paper, list all the things that, that you fear. So let's start off with the, the, the just randomness, right? So, like, I'm scared of heights. Uh, some people are scared of like creepy crawlies, like snakes and bugs and things like that. Bees. I'm scared of the dark. You're scared of the dark. Okay. There's a good I'm one. I'm scared of talking to someone I don't know for the very first time in a public setting. And that's hard to, that, that, it, the funny thing is it's usually when you, when you say that, like, it's hard for me because you're such a bubbly outgoing person. Be, I would never have guessed that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. People are scared of water, so they they don't want to go swimming. Uh, maybe someone's scared of confined spaces. Uh, speaking in public, mortifying to people, right? So what what are the things that that you're scared of? And make a make a nice long list of what you're scared of, and then rate them one to ten. Ten being like the most mortifying. And we have, and then you'll kind of like gauge. Okay, these are the worst things. These are some of the other things that they're not so bad. They don't paralyze me, but I, they make me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I could also, and other things I want you to think about is like maybe leading a team, being put in charge of something. Uh, maybe, maybe if you're single, asking someone out on a date, um, telling someone you care about that they're, they're messing up. It'd be a loved oh, one, a tough one. coworker. Yep. Uh, tough conversation. Maybe, maybe the boss is making a bad decision. You know, it's not going to end well, but having the courage to step up and say something, uh, just ultimately putting yourself out there. Like maybe it, uh, there's a, a career change. Um, maybe you want to tell the world, you want to come out and tell the world your sexual orientation that's counter to what you've grown up with. That's a big one, right? So yeah. what what are the things that you're scared of? And make that list. Mm-hmm. And that will help you identify, you know, what it is that you may need to work on. The second thing that, that you can do once you have your, your list is just acknowledge them. Acknowledge that these are le- my legitimate fears. I think I mentioned it. Go ahead and score them, but score them on a scale of one to ten. And, and kind of write them in, in, in order. And then the third thing is now you're going to have to find ways to gradually desensitize yourself. You need to work on that list and, and come in contact with the things that you fear. Educate yourself on the fear. So like, it could be something basic like, okay, I don't like snakes. I'm terrified of snakes. Well, not all snakes will bite you. 
That's um, true. So maybe you start to study snakes. Maybe you determine which ones are the truly venomous ones versus the ones that are non-venomous ones. There are some snakes that are incredibly docile to humans. You can pick them up and, and they won't, they almost become like they're charmed with human contact. They won't do anything. Uh, it's probably a horrible example. People look at me like, are you crazy? No, no, no. Don't no. Care about <laughs> Fun fact, the ringneck snake, when huh? they feel, when they feel threatened, they, I looked this up, they excrete, they basically fart. They basically fart. That's their, that's their mechanism. That's their mechanism. <laughs> they fart. <laughs> My daughter does that right. when I get contact with <laughs> no, her. Okay, carry on. <laughs> but yeah, but it's so it's, it's having some education, right? Like uh, on, yeah. on, on the topic. Um, let's see here. So, speaking in public, people are mortified to speak in public. Well, the best way to desensitize yourself to that is finding opportunities to speak in public. And you can start gradually. You could take a, a go to go to a Toastmasters course where they, they welcome that and you're in that safe environment where they kind of, you have someone that's going to coach you and mentor you and put you in a position to practice without judgment because everyone there, it's a judgment-free zone, but will give you the, the ability to gain that competence. So when you need to do it at work or at church or in a real setting, you can do it with a little less fear uh, and, and you get out there and do it. So it's, it's basically finding opportunities for gradual desensitization. Mm-hmm. And it's finding opportunities to become more competent in the thing that you fear. Yeah. And, and really, it's, it's doing the hard thing and facing it. I'm, I'm scared of heights, but I have over the years worked on desensitizing myself uh, to it through, you know, the army uh, making me go to air assault school and repelling, like just absolutely terrifying to me. But mm-hmm. trusting, just listening to the instructors, um, having trust in my equipment and just through practice, I have become desensitized to it. It doesn't paralyze me like it did when I was younger, but that was through every time I faced it. Like it was just like first couple of times mortifying. Then the more that I did like, okay, I got this. I can do this. I'm praying to God. Like, okay, I'm going to make it through today, you know? Uh, and I still, to this day, like the thought of getting out and, and getting up on something tall scares me, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily paralyze me like it used to. Yeah. Um, and so just do natural, uh, desens- gradual desensitization. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind is not fake it till you make it, but fake it till you become it. Oh, uh, like as, as, as you're, as you're faking it, as you're do- going through the motion, you're actually creating new neural pathways in your brain. Um, yeah. just happened to listen to another podcast on Friday and just, they were talking about this, but the big thing is you fake it, you continue to do it. Uh, until it becomes second nature, but by then you've you know rewired your brain. You've got those new neural pathways in there, um, yeah, and you're making it. Absolutely, and science. It, it's it's science. You're scientifically uh, desensitizing yourself. It's not like the yeah. fear isn't there altogether. It's just not paralyzing you. Yeah. So, no, uh, it, it's all mental. It's all in your head. Everything's all in your head. <laughs> it is. Literally. All right. So. For those out there, like, how would your life improve if you had more everyday courage in your life? You know, what would you what would you stop doing? If you had more courage, what would you stop doing? Would you stop saying yes to everybody? People pleasing everybody? What would you stop doing? Then what would you start doing? I'd go to yeah. that gym. I'd, yeah. I'd ask this person out. I've been crushing on this person for a long time. They're single. I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'd ask them out on a date. Try the new thing. Home. 
Hey, if you're scared of, hey, it took me, what I was talking about going to the gym and strength training for, I don't know, a year and a half, but I just didn't, I felt, I felt out of my element. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. So I finally just hired a personal trainer, man. Hired a personal trainer. She's teaching me all the things, teaching me what I need to know with the goal that I'll be able to do it without her on my own. She's amazing. But it took that step of, I'm like, I really need a strength train. I really want to strength train. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to go in the gym and look like an idiot and do the wrong thing. I don't want to hurt myself. But then I hired a trainer, took the step, but, did the thing. But, but Angie, that costs money. Yeah, that does. I mean, it costs, it costs money. Yeah, that's, that's that, I, I hear that all the time. I'm like, so what you're saying is investing in yourself is not important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so very important. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, yeah, that's where you got to set your priorities. My Absolutely. priority maybe is not going to Starbucks every day and taking that $5 a day and putting yeah. it in over here, moving it here in the priority to invest in myself envelope and using it for something else. Absolutely. In- investing in coaching and mentorship in every mm-hmm. realm. You know, we talk about do hard things, your health and wellness, affluence and wealth, relationships, development, all those things. If you, mm-hmm. You need to find coaches and mentors that know what they're doing to help you shorten that learning curve. You'll make significant traction in your life. Oh, yeah. uh, So absolutely. And you'll surround yourself. You'll surround yourself with other people that are doing the same. And you are the what? The sum of the five people that you surround yourself the most with. Absolutely. It's so incredibly important. So incredibly important. Yeah. So who's who's in your corner? Who's around you? Who's supporting you? Clapping when you win? Or are they pulling like crabs in a bucket? Are they pulling? You got a bunch of people that are judging you. Uh, and you're scared to take action because you can't live, you can't be congruent with who you are, you can't live your best life because of the fear of your the people around you, you may want to take inventory. Are you around the right people? Are Definitely you not. Right yeah. Oh, guess what? You have control of who you surround yourself with. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? I wish I'd, I wish I'd known that, I don't know, 15 years ago. That, oh, wait, I have the control. I don't have to be friends with these people. I don't have to be around these people. I can yeah. choose the people that I'm around. Oh, wow. It makes such a difference. And that's not easy because they're like, man, I, you know, I'm just comfortable being around these people. They know me. It's always hard yeah. to go out and make friends. You know, I'm very introverted. So to, the thought of going out and making friends, it's, it's tough. It's tougher, but it's absolutely worth it. You know, when I started changing yes. who I hung out with, you know, my life got significantly better. Because I've got a bunch of people around me that clap when I win. It feels good. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to make new friends, but it's worth it. Yeah. Hey, hey, point yesterday, we were getting tattoos. Katie's on the table, bitching and moaning. Jenny's like, suck it up. <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. Maybe that's the type of friend you need. Not the one that goes, it's okay. You don't have to do it. It's hard. You don't have to do hard things. Sometimes you need the people in your life that say, suck it up and just get it done, man. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll, be good. Absolutely. You'll be fine when it's over. <laughs> Absolutely. Get people around you that are going to tell you to suck it up and do hard things. Absolutely. Your life will be infinitely yes. better. So, yes. well, for those that are out there, you know, so think about courage. How could you be stepping up more in your life? Is there anyone in your life that you could be more honest with when it comes to your true feelings? If you had to have more courage in life right now, what would you start doing? What would you stop doing? And if you need help with that, uh, if you're watching live, I'm actually teaching two workshops on the topic of courage uh, this week. But it's one of the topics that we talk about in uh, in our mastermind group, the uh, the Forge, and helping people overcome fear and gaining more confidence. It's a pillar of high performance, and 
it, you, you know, a lot of people like they don't really look at how they can develop courage. It's just something I, am I, I wake up today and am I courage? Am I courageous today to take it action or not? We don't really think about how do we develop it. But if you want to work on that, you want to improve on that, uh, then let me know because I've got some workshops specifically on the topic of of courage. And that'll help you develop more confidence in yourself. It'll give you uh, make you more decisive as a leader, so you can make decisions more clearly. And get you'll gain the momentum in your life to really get that big breakthrough. So if you need help with that, uh, definitely reach out. There's a couple of different methods to help you help you do that. So yes, yeah, reach out to Jay. Reach out absolutely. Reach out to Jay. Get in. Get in. Get in that network of people where you're all doing the same thing, thinking about the same way, moving forward together. It's absolutely it's great. Yeah, surround yourself with a tribe of people working together. That's what the Forge is all about. All right, so now. Uh, my favorite time of the week. We're going to do our weekly wake up. Drum roll. Oh, I didn't even tell you. Usually we kind of wrap beforehand. And I didn't tell you who it was this week. You're going to love this one. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy. Oh, this is Craig Horseman. And um, I'm just, I'm incredibly proud of Craig. He just mm-hmm. wrapped up his bachelor degree and it took him, I, the journey that he's been on to finish his degree with Park University has been a roller coaster ride. For those of you that have served in the military, trying to get your uh, degree is incredibly challenging when you're trying to manage deployment, you know, your requirements of the day-to-day job, you've PCS from one location to the next, like you move from one, you're assigned from one base to another, you may have to restart your degree program. I know it took me 10 years to complete my bachelor degree. Uh, mm-hmm. It took Craig uh, a, a while, and he's been pushing really hard to get it done. And uh, he just graduated with his bachelor's degree from Park University. And on top of that, like Craig has been going through a series of challenges recently and uh, facing a lot of hard things with, uh, with yes. courage. And so yeah. I just want to honor uh, Craig. He took, we would not be here. I, I tell you, this podcast, this branding, it would not yeah. be here without Craig uh, laying down the gauntlet and challenging me to do 75 hard. It was through that process that helped me. Uh, you want to talk about having people in your corner and, and, and the five you know, close people in your life. Craig, Craig is one of those for me. And he changed the trajectory of, of my life by issuing a challenge for having someone in my corner. Um, so, I, Craig, I appreciate you. And you're this week's Do Hard Things Nation weekly spotlight winner. Craig, we're so proud of you, Craig. You're awesome. Craig is awesome. You're living it. You're living the Do Hard Things mantra. He just recently wrapped up a uh, 23-year career in the United States Army. So you're going to talk about lifestyle, doing hard things. So we appreciate your service. Thank you for what you do. And uh, and, Thanks uh, for being you, you, Craig. Thanks for being you, brother. So Yes. All right. So any other final thoughts on the topic of courage or anything else before we call it a day? Hey, I challenge each and every one of you that listen to this, that watch this, that's here, that's joined us, that's going to join us. Do something that is courageous. Do something that challenges you. Do something that requires courage. And guess what? That's going to make you smile. I always say, do something that makes you smile. When you do something that is courageous, it's just the byproduct of it. You don't have to smile on the outside. Some people don't smile on the outside. Some people smile on the inside. That's fine too. But when you do something, challenge yourself. Pick one small thing. Challenge yourself today. Do something that requires some courage and then thank yourself for it later. Happy Monday. Do the hard, do the hard things. Have yeah, a great Thanksgiving. Things. And yes. uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do your things. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know, what is your takeaway? What what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social, tag me. And when you share like that, someone else, someone else out there may need to hear this message today. Only 10% of people are engaged in personal growth and development. And uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone in a positive trajectory. So feel free to share that, tag me in it. Send me a direct message. Send me an email. Let me know what your thoughts are. And you can you can connect with me on all social media. You can send me an email at j at jtx.com. Take a moment. Leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews. And it really goes a long way for uh, the algorithm for people searching for personal growth and development. And it helps us go a long way. means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I, you know, read through all of them and, you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, just ask that you, uh, that you do that. Um, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development, you can go to jtigs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. we got one-on-one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching. You have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the uh, exclusive Forge Mastermind Group that is uh, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together. And uh, we have a weekly call there and uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So the uh, you know we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. It's your Do Hard Things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. We got hoodies over there. We got hats. We got we got stickers. We got patches. A variety of different things, and we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, uh, go, go you can show the world that you do hard things, and you can go over there and su- support us that way. That'd be great. So, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode.